0: Hello and welcome to Plants and Things. My name is Katie and I'm a hobbyist gardener. I am so happy that you are listening today. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy week to listen to me talk about plants. Um, I do want to go ahead and let you know that um, this is the 4th of July weekend, so my neighbors have been shooting off fireworks all weekend. Um, So, if you hear some um, loud noises in the background, I apologize. Um, So, please bear with me if there is some loud um, booms. Um, But happy 4th of July. Um, There we go. They just did it. Hopefully, that doesn't uh, come through. But I do want to to talk to you today about um, the amazing world of houseplants. So, They are a really great way to brighten up your home, office, and even your patio spaces. I want to give a guide to choosing the right houseplants and how to properly care for them. When selecting indoor plants, consider factors such as lighting conditions, temperature, and humidity levels in your home. Some popular low-maintenance houseplants include pothos, snake plants, spider plants, and peace lilies. However, something that is very important for you to consider whenever you are choosing a house plant is if you have pet pets or not, um, that can be a very important factor because some pets love to eat plants um, like mine do. and some plants are very toxic to to pets so you don't want to get something that your pet's going to eat and then get sick we don't want our fur babies to get hurt so um, definitely consider that whenever you're choosing a house plant um i got a spider plant not realizing it was in the same family as catnip and my cat Rangar ate the entire plant luckily he was okay because it's not toxic to cats but the poor plant did not survive Since then, I've been very careful whenever I'm choosing plants I buy and where I put those plants. I only have plants in my room, not where my cats um, are, so my cats aren't allowed in my room because I have a lot of plants in here and I don't want them to eat them and I also don't want my plants to die so um, I'm very careful with that and um, something that I've seen other people do that could also be beneficial is getting like a little indoor enclosure so you can still have your plants out in the open where you can enjoy them Um, and they you can also control the humidity a little bit easier whenever it's inside of an encasement like that. a couple of other things that's great about that is that you can control the temperature a little bit better and uh, the lighting so there's growlets that you can get to put in um, enclosures like that and it's really great for um, just like controlling the environment a little bit better and it also keeps your pets out of it um, if you're wanting to collect more um, plants than what are safe for pets, then that's one way to do that. Um, but that's something that's very important to keep in mind whenever you are considering getting a plant, a house plant. Uh, something else that you will want to consider is light requirements. So you might not have as many windows in like your in your apartment or your house or wherever you're staying um they some plants may require more light than others and some may require less light uh so some thrive in bright, direct sunlight while you know others prefer the indirect or low light conditions. So place your plants accordingly near windows or in a well lit area ensuring they receive adequate light without being exposed to harsh direct sunlight that can scorch their leaves. For example, I have a Monstera Esquilito that needs six to eight hours of indirect sunlight a day. So I have it in the corner of my room away from the window where it will receive the amount of light that it needs, but it won't be like directly on the plant um, and won't stress it out. Sometimes indoor plants can get scorched leaves if placed in direct sunlight, so I don't recommend putting them in direct sunlight like out on your front porch um, if you don't have like a shady area or something like that on there. Um, so definitely keep that in mind whenever you're choosing a plant. Um, also think about how much space you have in your home, uh, for a plant, because some plants will get a lot bigger than others, uh, some hom- sorry, not homin. (laughs) Some common house plants, like succulents, will remain small, but some plants, especially vining plants, can get, uh, very big easily. Uh, so and they'll easily take over space if you let them. Uh, For example, monsteras will get rather large and pothos will get very long. I visited a friend's grandmother who had a pothos wrapped around their entire room because it had gotten so long. It was so impressive and so amazing Um, and really those are plant goals right there. Um, Being able to wrap A pothos around the house that is like so amazing Um, but yeah just keep that in mind whenever you're choosing a plant so if you're wanting something that's going to stay a little bit smaller you might want to choose a a succulent or if you're wanting to go big um, yeah monstera or pothos those yeah those will be good options too so now that you've chosen the right plant for your space Now it's time to take care of them properly. Overwatering is one of the most common mistakes. Remember that different plants have different water needs. So before watering, check the moisture level of the soil by sticking your finger in about an inch or two deep. If it feels dry, it's time to water. Ensure proper drainage and avoid letting the plants sit in standing water, which can lead to root rot. Also, if you're noticing that you're getting like spider mites or gnats, you may want to wait a little bit longer between watering to let the soil dry. That will help um, with infestations. Alternatively, if you notice that your plant is looking droopy and sad between waterings, you might want to check the moisture level to see if it needs more water. It can take a little bit of trial and error to find the schedule that works best for Your houseplants. The next important thing that I want to talk about is humidity. So indoor environments can be drier than what some plants prefer. Increasing humidity levels by misting your plants with water or by placing a tray of water or a humidifier near them can help with that. Um, I personally don't like the misting um, part of that. Um, But a humidifier is a good option, especially if you have an enclosure that you keep your houseplants in. That can be a really great way to keep in the moisture and help the plants that do need a little bit more humidity. It's also very important during the winter months whenever heating systems can tend to dry the air out. So if you live in an already super humid environment like I do, you might not have to worry about that. I would also recommend providing adequate air circulation. Good airflow is super important to prevent the buildup of stagnant air which can lead to pests and diseases. Avoid placing plants too close together and occasionally open a window or use fans to keep the air moving. Um, If you've ever visited a greenhouse, you may have noticed that they have huge fans in there and that's to help with uh, air circulation and airflow. If you think about a plant in its natural environment, it's gonna have wind that's moving the air around. Um, So plants need that uh, in the house and sometimes it's hard to emulate that um, you know in your home so fans are a good option or just even like opening the door or something but as long as they're not like super densely packed into a room it shouldn't be too bad especially if you have like central heat and air um, I don't have much of a problem in my home because I do have like central heat and air and um, my plants aren't super like placed close together so As far as airflow goes, I feel like I've got a pretty good setup here, Um, but if you don't have central heat and air, that may be a little bit more difficult and you may need to get like a box fan or something, that helps. Um, Or even if you do have an enclosure, they make little tiny fans that you can clip on to like um, the shelves if you have like um, a shelving unit in there and that helps too. Um, So those are a couple of options to help with um, air movement. And uh, air circulation. So something else to keep in mind is fertilizing your plants. I know that we've talked about fertilizing before but this is something that's very important for indoor plants because they're in pots so they're gonna be kind of restricted on where they can get nutrients. So you're gonna be providing their nutrients. So for indoor plants they really need periodic fertilization um, especially during like their active growth phases like during the summer months. Um, so choose a, ba- a balanced, <laughs> choose a balanced water-soluble fertilizer specifically formulated for houseplants. Follow the instructions on the packaging for proper dilution and frequency. Um, I typically try to go for like every month or so um, for uh, fertilization, or if I notice that you know my plants. Are looking a little bit yellow or they're looking like they need a little bit more I might do it more frequently um, but that's something sometimes it's recommended to do it every two weeks um, on packages so just make sure that you read those um, and, and that you're following the directions on the package because there are different kinds of fertilizers that may need to be um, applied at different times so you might notice the spider mites or other pests in your house plants or even in your home once you get at a house plant. Uh, that is something that happens and that's okay. So just keep an eye out for um, common uh, indoor plant pests like aphids, spider mites, or fungus gnats. I had a problem with fungus gnats and just like letting uh, the soil dry out a little bit longer in between watering helped Eradicate those so I don't have a problem with those anymore Um, You can also regularly inspect your plant for any signs of an infestation such as yellowing Leaves uh, sticky residue or even the tiny insects. That's typically what I notice is like the tiny flying insects That's how I knew that I had fungus gnats Um, If pests are detected treat them promptly um, using um, something of your choice whether you choose to use insecticides I don't do that I try to do more of an organic way Um, and then you want to follow those instructions carefully so just by allowing the soil to dry out a little bit more in between waterings that took care of my issue however you may have um, a different issue that requires a different method Um, sometimes like putting rocks on top of the soil like those little tiny rocks. I can't remember what those are called. That might help. Um, Sometimes you can even use um, a soilless growing system. For example, growing with um, water. That is a way that kind of helps. However, there is the issue with if you do grow um, with aquaponics, I think I said that correctly, (laughs) um, then getting root rot is a possibility. So that's something that you want to be careful of as well. Um, So, You also want to make sure that you are regularly pruning and maintaining your plants by trimming off um, dead or yellowing leaves to maintain the overall health and appearance of your plants. That'll also help control the size of your plants if you would like to. Um, And then Whenever you're doing that, go ahead and dust off the leaves occasionally um, to allow proper photosynthesis and keep them looking vibrant. That also reduces the risk of spreading t- diseases. Um, if you know you do have a plant that has some sort of like rust or it's gotten some sort of illness, then like pruning off that um, that disease leaves that will help stop it from spreading. Something else that you can do that is, it's optional, you don't have to do it Uh, but to ensure balanced growth you can rotate your plants every couple of weeks to um, help them kind of grow evenly. So if you notice that like one of your plants is growing um, only towards the light then you can rotate it so that it grows on the other side as well so it doesn't look like it's like half in the pot and half out of the pot. Um, Sometimes that can happen but observe it and learn. Um, so pay attention to your plant and respond to different needs that they have. So each plant, you know, it has a, its own unique needs um, and observing their growth patterns, leaf color, and overall health will help you um, kind of fine tune your care routine and ensure your indoor plants thrive. So now it's time for the new segment fun gardening facts. Did you know that many indoor plants can be easily propagated from cuttings allowing you to expand your plant collection without spending a lot of money? Propagation is in is the process of creating new plants from existing ones and it can be a fun and rewarding experience. One common method of propagation is taking stem cuttings where you can remove a section of the plant stem with leaves and root it in water or soil. The exciting part is that some plants like pothos and spider plants are particularly good at propagating. Spider plants will put out little pups that have little like root systems that start and if you have the plant you can go ahead and put those in um, water or in soil and they'll start to root there while still to the plant or you can cut them and then root them in water. Pothos have nodes along their vine. So if you look at a pothos vine, you'll notice it's got a leaf. And then on the other side, it's got this like little tiny brown nub looking thing. That's the node. And that node is what will turn into a root whenever it's put into water. If your cutting does not have a node on it it will not root so make sure if you are taking cuttings that you are getting the nodes and it will root Um, hopefully sometimes um, it's difficult to get them to root especially for rooting like a monstera I have had um, more difficulties rooting my um, Esquilito monstera cuttings um, but hopefully you don't Um, it's really interesting to see them multiply as you're taking cuttings from your plants to make new plants. Uh, So if you have a favorite indoor plant, why not give propagation a try and enjoy the satisfaction of watching your plant family grow. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe to my podcast and leave me a review. Your feedback helps my podcast grow and continue bringing you valuable gardening insights. Join our gardening community by following me on social media where you can share your gardening stories, ask questions, and connect with fellow plant enthusiasts. Together we can cultivate a vibrant community dedicated to the love of gardening. Until next time, continue digging into the joys of gardening. Happy gardening. Bye!